If you think back to the mid-90s and how people thought about HIV and AIDS uh, back then to how we think about it now, it's, it's night and day. We've come a long way. We know so much more about HIV. Uh, the conversation about it has changed in a major way, and we are continuing to learn more about HIV. That, hap- that process is happening right here in London. A new joint study that includes Western University has led to a new understanding of how HIV hides itself in the body. The study was uh, jointly led by Western researcher Stephen Barr, who joins us now. Stephen, I appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me. Were you hoping to understand how HIV hides itself in the body when this began, or did that come during the course of uh, this research? You know, it came through the course of the research. We uh, embarked on trying to understand a more, I guess, uh, simple, basic uh, part of the the HIV life cycle. And then we discovered that it actually looks like it can help contribute to uh, hiding the virus in the body. So uh, what did we previously know about how the HIV hides in the body? So one of the, uh, the biggest obstacles to cure a person of HIV infection is really to destroy a population of cells in the body that are infected with a sleeping version of the virus. And because the virus is asleep in these cells, it can't make a lot of noise and attract the immune system for it to destroy it. And so we're trying to understand how these viruses fall asleep inside of these cells. And a unique feature of the virus is that when it gets inside cells, it can take its own genetic blueprints and insert it into our own DNA. And that's the major reason why that we are infected for life when we get HIV. And this is not an easy process for the virus. And what happens is when the virus gets into the cell, there's hundreds of proteins that our cells produce that seek out and try to destroy the virus. And one of those proteins is called ApoBec, and that's sort of the focus of our discovery. And what ApoBec normally does is it seeks out the blueprints inside the cell and mutates the heck out of it so that it can't be read and turned into millions more copies of the virus. And what we learned is that ApoBec can't destroy all of the blueprints. And what happens is this blueprints will then make its way to the nucleus, which houses our own DNA. And we learned that ApoBec will actually hitch a ride with the blueprints into the nucleus. And instead of letting the virus insert itself into a region where it can rapidly produce these millions of copies of new virus, ApoBec will actually direct the blueprints into what I call a dark region of our genome. And this dark region basically doesn't have enough light to let the virus read its blueprints and make more viruses. And so we think that this is a a last-ditch effort of ApoBec to really silence the virus. And what we've showed is that this actually contributes to generating this pool of cells that have sleeping virus. So I guess the next task is really to understand that in more detail so that we can develop drugs to prevent that from happening or trying to turn the lights on in these dark regions so that we can wake up the virus so it makes a lot of noise so that our immune system can actually destroy it. 
So just building off of that, what could this mean for our understanding of HIV so we can better treat it? Right. So when we're trying to eliminate these populations of sleeping virus, it's really important to find all of them. Because if we have a few cells that remain behind, they can reseed and repopulate the infection. And that really works against trying to cure somebody of of HIV because we really need to get rid of all copies of the virus. And so by understanding the key players, such as APOBEC, we can design drugs that will help target APOBEC, for example, or it will help prevent the genetic blueprints from inserting into these dark regions. And it it really is... um, gives us a better understanding of of what we're dealing with in terms of long-term infection. So how big of, you know, an understanding is this? Because, you know, if if we're getting to the point where we're at the kind of learning where it's hiding and kind of putting its roots, uh, for lack of a better term, then that seems like it's a pretty major kind of understanding of HIV here. Yeah, and it's it's another piece to the puzzle because it gets a lot more complicated because there are many factors that really contribute to this overall dormant or sleeping population of cells. And so with all of the information that we gather from, from our study and many other studies, we really hope to devise novel strategies where we can shock a person and release all the viruses so that we can kill all the viruses, for example. Um, It's, it's, it's a lot more work that needs to be done, and, you know, this is really helps us give us another step in towards that direction. A lot of work to be done, but it feels as though a lot of work has already been done. Like, our understanding has really come a long way over the, over the past, you know, it's decades, oh, but it's absolutely. come a long way. Yes, absolutely. It's, um, this virus is so smart. It's, it's the master evolver. So every time it replicates, it, it changes. It, it makes a mutation and becomes something different. And that is also a major struggle that, uh, that researchers are trying to deal with. And uh, it's probably, I would say, almost one of the smartest viruses out there. It's been with us for so long. It's learned how to adapt to humans so that they can survive for a long time. That's the main goal of viruses is just to, to survive and replicate. And they do that at whatever cost. Mm, really... And so learning to adapt and hide out in its host is, is a master strategy for, for this virus. I'll be interested to see where this goes. Uh, Stephen, I certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That's a Western University researcher, uh, Stephen Barr.